You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Christopher Rosen. Please be joined by Jared Leto, the Oscar-winning actor who plays Paolo Gucci in Ridley Scott's new film, House of Gucci. Jared, congratulations on the performance in the film, and thank you so much thank for doing Thank you so it. much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah, of course. I wanted to start at one of the first public screenings of House of Gucci. There was a Q&A afterwards, and you had talked about uh, agreeing to the film, and, and you said you told Ridley Scott, and the quote was, you know, I'd love to do this, but if I do, I'd go absolutely effing crazy. So I love that quote. What was it about Paolo as a character that really stood out on the page for you when you were reading the script? Uh, that is true. And, uh, uh, you know, I was originally sent the script to, to look at a different character. And when I read the script, the script was great. It was beautiful, um, really well written. And uh, uh, I had never, I didn't know anything about this story, first of all. I, everyone know. look, we know Gucci. We know the brand. But um, I'd never heard anything about this wild story. And when I read it, I just fell in love with this character, the idea of playing this part. Uh, I didn't know what he looked like, um, what he sounded like. Uh, But there was something on the page that I just connected to. I I related to that desire that he has to... um, that he had to, to be an artist, to share his work with the world, to make something meaningful and to contribute uh, in a deep and meaningful way uh, to the family, to the business. Um, I loved his passion. I loved his sense of humor. And, you know, although there was heart and humor in the page, you know, I have to credit Roberto and, and Ridley for really taking the cuffs off and letting me lean in with that, especially considering I have a pretty either dry or bizarre, I don't know, but my sense of humor may not be, uh, you know, everyone's cup of tea, but, you know, they really let me go to town and that freedom, that gift to just go in there and create and fail and experiment and really just be alive as an actor was the, one of the greatest gifts that they gave me. That That's awesome. You obviously mentioned, you didn't know how he like looked or would sound or whatever. Obviously you've, done transformations before and a lot of like I feel like with your work from like even back to Fight Club and Panic Room and obviously Dallas Buyers Club and Suicide Squad this one I mean you're absolutely unrecognizable the makeup is incredible the voice is great the accent can you talk about a little like putting all those pieces together to help create the performance and how that kind of like influenced I guess the performance I mean it seems like obviously it did but I'd love to hear you talk about it because it's such a great transformation I appreciate it and um you know, I've, all, I, I've always loved transformation. I love to see it in other actors. Uh, I love to see people push themselves to a, a, a new and exciting place that we haven't seen them before. I've always been fascinated with that kind of work. Uh, and I always personally love that challenge. And I love taking a really immersive approach to my work. That's like incredibly rewarding to me. Um, uh, but, you know, with Paolo, of course, I didn't know what he looked like at first. And, you know, uh, uh, when, when I started to do the research, um, you just you, you, you become a journalist of sorts. You become a detective and you go on this journey to discover who this guy was. And if you play a real life person, I think you have an obligation. I've always felt like you have an obligation to dig as deep as you can and to try to accurately bring an impression of someone 
uh, to the screen. You're never going to be that person um, unless you're, you know, a psychopath. But uh, you do your best to honor um, the spirit of the guy or gal. And, um, you know, for me, I, I talked to friends and family, read everything that I could. I, I just dove into the source material, read the books, read the articles, looked at what very little video footage there was. There was really only one clip, but it was enough. It gave me something really insightful. Um, he always had a twinkle in his eye. He was very mischievous. He was very, uh, he, he was very naughty, you could tell. And um, that playfulness in front of the camera and, 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 and he, it was at a point in his life where there was a lot of conflict with the family. So it was, it was really a key that unlocked the door for me. Uh, and then for the dialect, I, I, I took what, what just, just fill in the blanks, I took uh, the dialect as well from a friend of mine who's the, the designer of Gucci, Alessandro Michele, who's a dear friend of mine. So I get to hijack some of his voice. But I, I, if you can't tell from watching it, I had the best time ever. And I, I mean, it just like, you know, Christopher, it's a, it, it doesn't happen like this often. Um, you know, it was uh, seductive in its joy and in, in, a, in, in the passion around the project. And I think we all felt that as a group of people. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely true. And like, it's a movie that is, you could just see the enjoyment on the screen. I feel like even when it gets, obviously it's not a, like there's serious moments and stuff, but like you guys are, everybody just seems like so in the pocket and it's really impressive. Do you, do you credit that with like the ensemble or is that something that like Ridley brings to the table as like a filmmaker? I, I love him, obviously he's like a legend, but I just feel like his work with actors is sometimes not always discussed. And obviously I think this film, the proof is in the pudding, he, no kidding. But I mean, is that something you'd credit him with or like how come you think the alchemy works so well on this one? Well, that's a very good question. And, uh, uh, you know, but just to, to go back for one second to the transformation um, of it all, you know, obviously there's a massive physical transformation here and it was, crucial right but the most important thing isn't is it's not the mask it's really what's happening on the inside it's the heart it's the soul it's the spirit um uh th those are the things that really matter you can sit in that chair for six hours a day like i did and it can be meaningless unless you've managed to piece together the rest of it uh, and conversely, you could probably get rid of that. And if you have all of the other stuff, you could still deliver the performance. So, you know, it's clear to me where when 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 they kind of um, when they merge in this way, there's a synergy that happens that can be really exciting. And, uh, you know, I just feel this crazy, immense gratitude to uh, have this opportunity and, you know, I don't lose sight for a second how fortunate I am to be offered these kinds of roles, to be given these kinds of challenges. I fought really hard for these opportunities and um, I, 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 I don't take it for granted, you know, just wanted to say that. But, uh, but with Ridley, I think what happens with Ridley is, you know, it all comes from the top and everyone reveres Ridley. There's so much respect um, 
and you feel it on the set. Like, you know, there are no movie stars on a Ridley Scott set. <laughs> there's Ridley, and then there's the rest of us, you know, and uh, that's a great denominator, you know, I mean, that that's like, it really kind of, uh, you know, puts everybody in a, in a beautiful place of like, you know, we're here to serve Ridley and the story and, I think everyone just felt this excitement that we had a chance to get in the ring with each other, with Ridley at the helm, um, and to see what we were made of. Um, but, in, you know, it's funny about Ridley and actors. That was an interesting thing that you said, because, you know, people talk about Ridley as a visual storyteller, as a shooter, as a guy who's, you know, made some of the most amazing films of all time, but also the most amazing commercials. And he's really a, he's a visualist, right? But even if you go back to Alien, whatever he set up, like if you watch that Alien, that first one, the way that the actors are overlapping, the way that they're living in that space, and I've always was struck, even from a very young age, how alive and how real it felt for those people. Uh, and that was markedly different than other science fiction um, stories that you were seeing at the screen at that time. So, you know, and if, if you go through Gladiator, I mean, what a performance, right? Uh, you, you go to Thelma and Louise, you go to his work, uh, an American gangster. I mean, look at the acting, look at Denzel in that film. It's perfect, right? Uh, so, you know, he seems to, there, there's some spirit of what he does and how he sets up his environment that allows actors to really thrive. And he loves actors. He loves it. And uh, I've been wanting to work with him forever, so I was on the site. I mean, look at Blade Runner. Look at yeah, Blade, Blade Runner. Look what he did with, you know, uh, uh, on that rooftop with Rutger Hauer. You know, he allowed that to happen. And I believe that was all kind of, it was not scripted, that section right there. I think Rudker came in, and I don't know if you've read about that, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, he creates that space for us to dream a little bit uh, bigger. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And I think what you said about Alien, back to that, it's such a very uh, astute point. I think that they're, they, the realness of their relationships, not to make this about Alien, but the realness of the relationships makes it so much scarier. And like, it really works. That's what I think really yeah, works. Because you see yourself there. You're like, yeah. oh, this is a real place. So this yeah. could really happen. And look at that performance of Sigourney Weaver over yeah. the years. Yeah. It is That's a true. force to be reckoned with. One of the best, you know? I mean, yeah. she's just a killer in those movies. So, so good. I, I, you mentioned before your, your sense of humor. I love your, you get them a ton of laughs in this movie and my screening ever like very much a lot of laughs. And I anecdotally from what I've seen on social media and like early responses, it's, it's a very funny performance and you're very funny in it. But I think what I love about this performance that you do here is like, I think Paolo is also ultimately so tragic. And like you said, like he just wants to be like, he, he wants to be a success and he has all these artistic ideas and not, it's kind of like he keeps getting stonewalled and the family doesn't necessarily respect him. And I think the pathos you bring to the comedy is so impressive and like really makes the performance even stronger than it would be if it was just so funny. I, can you talk, I mean, maybe again, that's like ineffable or whatever, but can you talk a little about like bringing that to the performance and like kind of bringing that out and not overdoing it, but also getting that kind of response from audiences, I guess. Well, I appreciate it. And um, I think it's because I felt deeply for the character. 
Um, I, on the page originally, I, I, I believe it was more of a villain. He may have been more um, antagonistic, um, but certainly there were keys, there were indications that I saw where, wow, we could really bring out his pain, his trauma, his desire to connect with his family, um, the fact that he had an absent father. And, uh, you know, I connected very deeply to the character, even though, you know, some people may look at him and be like, oh, he's, he's a clown or he's this kind of, you know, spectacle. But, you know, I, I, I just understood that it came from a place of real pain and um, a desire to, to, to be something, to be someone. And, you know, I, I relate to that every day of my life. And I know a lot of people out there relate to that. Like, we want to do something special with our lives. We want to do something meaningful. And, uh, you know, I have to say, this is one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in a film, period. You know, it was a beautiful, beautiful, um, unforgettable journey. Uh, Ridley came up to me the first, after the first take, and my first scenes with, with Jeremy Irons, and you know, the, the, me, me, me pissing on the, you know, spoiler alert, me, me pissing on the scarf was improv. It, it was it, we, we, that was a decision that happened that day, uh, and uh, you know, Ridley's such a, a master. He'll come in and tear a scene up that you've been working on <laughs> without even. You're like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you know, can we just? Um, but there are, there are so many things that he was just changing. Well, what about this and what about that? We can come over here and do this thing with the drawing. And it's a really a beautiful thing to watch. And then you come in with your ideas and, and you're just, it, it's creatively really alive. I mean, really an actor's director, I have to say. Some people think they are. And, and I don't even think Ridley maybe even thinks about it. He just has his connection and his understanding of how he's you know, his dream of how things could go. But um, on that day, you know, I did my, my scene and of course I had a hundred thousand ad libs and improvisations and Paolo was just nuts. You know, I had tons of jokes I would bring in and, you know, but he came up to me after the first take and he grabbed a hold of me, you know, and he said, my boy, you're flying. It was so sweet. It was so sweet to hear that. That was his only comment and he walked away. And that was like, if Ridley can believe in what you're doing, because you got to remember, we, this certainly could have been the worst thing that I've ever done in my life. Absolutely. And I said that it may be the worst thing. Could be the best, but it could be the worst. So to have that vote of confidence from him, to have Jeremy Irons, you know, he recently told me he went through that whole scene and he didn't know it was me. Uh, I haven't talked about that yet, but he was like, yeah, he had no idea that he was in the scene with me, <laughs> which is great. I mean, next time, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to send, I'm going to send you or someone else to the set and you can say it's me, full Andy Warhol performance. And then I can just send you like notes, say, hey, maybe try this, <laughs> you know? That'd be amazing. I, I, it's funny because I mean, Al Pacino, I think in that same Q&A I was talking about earlier, also said you, I mean, he didn't recognize you. He, he was like, oh, who is this? He were calling him Papa. I believe he recalled and like, he didn't recognize you either. That's, I mean, that's gotta be really gratifying too for your performance. Like you're so, <laughs> you're so in the pocket of the performance that you're like not fooling, but like these legitimate like legends of screen are like uh, in awe of it. I don't know. I think it's really cool. Personally. It's, let me tell you something. 
and I know you probably feel the same way because we both love movies and, uh, you know, Al Pacino for me is like, you know, he's a God among men and he really taught me what acting could be, you know, from Panic in Needle Park to Dog Day Afternoon, The Godfather, this and that and the other. And, you know, he's just a force of nature and the fact that I get to play his son it's incredible. And he's been telling this story. Um, and you know, I don't know. It's amazing that he's even telling it. You know, I keep, every time he tells this story, I'm kind of like, you know, punching myself in the side of the face saying, just hear this now, you know, um, and, and, and just be there. Uh, Lady Gaga did that to me last night as he was telling this story. He said, really take it. She said, whispered me, take it in. It's a really beautiful thing to hear Al Pacino, you know, sing your praises and to validate you. And, uh, you know, we don't go around seeking validation, but it's nice when it happens from someone that you really respect and adore. And it comes from a place of, of a pure place. Like he has no reason, you know, there's no, right. there's no, uh, strategy around it for him. He's just talking what he wants to talk about, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, and I know, I know we have to wrap up here, but, uh, it's a great performance and, uh, you know, you, I'm not surprised to hear that kind of, you know, obviously see that kind of response. Jared Leto plays Paolo Gucci in house of Gucci, uh, in theaters now. Thank you so much, Jared. See you. Happy holidays, brother. Thank you. Thank you. For all things, Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at gold derby. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.